This show is sponsored by Infinite Zeal Syndicate. You can follow him on Twitter at underscore Infinite Zeal. He is a great liberty-minded fella that just wants to share the message of liberty and also has fantastic merch like this hat I'm wearing right now. You see me wear it on every show. Um, he's a great gentleman, and I uh, highly suggest you give him a follow because he's one of the good ones, ladies and gentlemen. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Buds Reality Show. I'm Sean Collins, the guy with a lot to say. And this week's guest is Mr. Econ Bro, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's um, very good to be here. Very, very good to be here. Thank man, you for having me. You know, I'm I'm glad to have you. We've been talking about this for a hot minute, and uh the time has come, and here we are. And uh we're gonna do this. And and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, we are Twitter buddies, our X or whatever you want to call it now. <laughs> You know, I call I call it Malcolm because of Malcolm X. But uh, anyways, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you are doing some things in, in you're in Nigeria. Let's get that out of yes. the way right now. You're my first yes. you're my first guest from a foreign land. So I'm digging this a bunch. You know, this is great. I'm, I'm definitely that's, to have you. That's, um, that's good. But you're doing the Nigerian Liberty Project over there. Yes, which, I am. Which is. From my angle of things, extremely brave what you are doing over there, because anybody who knows what's going on, you know, not only in Africa in general, but in Nigeria, you know, speaking out against government might not be the best idea. No, it's not the best. <laughs> and, so, and so here you are doing your thing and you're talking about actual liberty. You're talking about Austrian economics. You're talking about, you know, the Fed and, and central banking. And yeah. I think that is absolutely amazing. Look, I'm getting goosebumps. The hair on my arm is standing up right <laughs> now. No, I, I really am because I, I am I am very I'm I'm proud of you, dude. Thank for, you. For for putting yourself out there to try to make a better way for your people and your country. You know, and so let's talk about that a minute. Like, how did you even get into Austrian economics or even liberty-minded stuff when they're not really teaching you guys that stuff over there? No, at all. They're not teaching us here. So um, my journey, I would say, began in um, 2013. Um, so I, what actually led me down this path is like it's um, Christianity led me down this liberty path. I know it's um, strange to hear but when I started to study Christianity um, in depth I, I came across a couple of um, um, people online and um, a couple of content creators who were Christians and then I noticed um, they had should I say liberty adjacent views let me put it that way and then um, so I just I was like okay let me look out let me look into what this is so um so I studied economics at university. That's what I I, 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 I I studied in school. But then many of the things I was taught um, didn't add up. It didn't make sense to me, but, you know, that's what they taught us. So I, I just decided to run with it. So um, in, in 2015 or 16, I forget the exact year, um, things were going really bad in the country. We had just, in, in, in 2015, we had just gotten um, a new president who, um, ended his tenure just in May of um, of this year, um, the worst president we've ever had by far. Um, 
um, or yet anyway. I don't I don't know what the future holds. So um, <laughs> so he came in and things were things were pretty bad before he came in, and then they started to get worse. So I started to question my ask myself like, um, is there nothing that can be done to to solve these economic problems? What did the U.S. do? What did um the U.K. do? Um, you know, what did the West do in general? to make um, them prosper. So I started to look into, and um, so this is while looking into those, my Christian liberty adjacent and um, content creators at the time. So I, I started to look into, um, you know, Malaysia um, the United Arab Emirates um, some of those Nordic countries, the places people usually point to that um, these countries are, are successful countries. Now, now I, I, th those countries aren't perfect. The U S isn't perfect, but um, I didn't know this at the time, you know, all I saw was, a prosperous um, West. So I started to look at these countries and then I noticed they all had one thing in common, free markets. That was the, so that was the, the um, eye opening moment. I noticed they all had free markets. So I started to look into, we, we weren't taught free market economics in school. We we're taught um, Keynesian nonsense, you know, neoclassical nonsense. So um, we, 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 so I started to look into free markets and, then I I I came across people like um, Milton Friedman, um, F. A. Hayek. You know, I had heard of Mises, right? But um, I so I I had I had heard of Mises, but I heard he, um, F. A. Hayek was a student of Mises, and um, I tried to read Mises back then, but it was too difficult to read. As as I've said, English second language for me, so um, it was too difficult to understand at the time. So, but Effie Hayek was much easier and very, very relatable. So I just thought, oh, okay, let me just go with Hayek. And then eventually I encountered um, Thomas Sowell, which was, oh. so anyway, I, I encountered economics? the works of Thomas Did you run into basic economics by Thomas Sowell? Yes. Oh yes. man, yes. yes. <laughs> so, so, so. Um, and basic economics, um, um, knowledge and decisions on the soul, watching his videos. You know, I, I used to tell people that um, Thomas Sowell is the wisest man that, um, wisest man in our time. That's what I used to say at the time. And then um, something happened. Um, I think it was last year. I I, I was watching um, the Patrick Bed David. Um, I don't know if you know him, Patrick Bed David. I've He's heard the name. I've definitely heard the name. Um, Valuetainment. So um, Dave Smith was on his podcast um, recently. He's he's doing really good stuff. He's a conservative um, guy. And I used to be conservative, right? Um, I used to follow Crowder, Ben Shapiro, all those guys. But I sort of got tired of their stuff. You know, don't get me wrong. I love Crowder. I know um, I know a lot of people in our side of um, the, uh, our, our side don't really like Steven Crowder, but I love the guy. I mean, I, I could go into why I love him Um. Crowder helped me become the man I am today. Okay. Yeah, we he gotta helped appreciate me become the man that. I am today. You have to appreciate so, that. Yeah. Yeah. So so um even though I, I I don't agree with him, we 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 disagree on issues now, but if not for Crowder, I would not be here. Right. So so I was into all these guys, but I started to get tired of their stuff. You know, it was um repetitive culture war nonsense, you know, and it, it may be a serious issue over there, but that's not an issue here for me. The major issue here is poverty, right? In 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 Nigeria. So, anyway, so um, so I was listening to a Patrick, but David um, 
podcast and then he said he was going to have on um libertarians and i did not like libertarians because um anytime i heard the word the word libertarian i thought of reason you know um the, you know the people at reason magazine right those right um, right right guys. right right yeah yeah so 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 I, I didn't like those kinds of, I still don't like those kinds of libertarians. I don't, I don't. So, so then it, it occurred to me. So I had a couple of friends who were doing Mises and Rothbard and um, they, 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 they added me to a group where um, there were other people like them. And um, we got into an argument because I was a conservative, they were libertarians and they weren't very good at um, defending their position, to be honest. They weren't very good. So what they said didn't make any sense. By the way, I'm I'm friends with these guys now. We love each other now. But um, so we we sort of fell out because they weren't making their position very clear. I didn't understand what they were saying. So I just thought these libertarians are cookie people. So that day I was watching um the Patrick Bed David um podcast. Larry Sharp was on it, and um, Dave Smith, Spike Cohen, and some lady. And all the things they were saying, I agreed with. Right. As someone who had read Soul and um, a little bit of Milton Friedman, I was I was like, everything they're saying makes absolute sense. So Patrick, but David asked um, Dave a question and I attribute my becoming a libertarian to that to his answer to that question. So Patrick said, um, what do you libertarians have with what problem do you libertarians have with a Milton Friedman, for instance? I was like, OK, now let me see what he has to say against. Milton Friedman, you know, Milton Friedman was right. like God to me at that time. And then he said um, that he doesn't really have anything against Milton Friedman. Very political answer. Dave Smith, I mean. So he he said, I'm more of a Rothbardian myself. And I was me like, too. Rothbardian. I was like, what's, what's that? Rothbardian. So I went to, so everything they said, I, I, I had no argument against anything these three men said. I had no argument. But I was just upset, you know. You know how it is when you're getting new information that um, is challenging your false beliefs, but you don't have anything to say. But because of pride, you don't want to admit what this guy is saying is correct, you know. So I was angry. I hate. I hated them, you know. I thought the libertarians <laughs> were crazy people. I thought it would be very easy to just um, throw their arguments out, as I did with the libertarians I met here in Nigeria, right? Just like ten of them. So don't think like why big movement. <laughs> yeah. So. So I thought um, they would be that easy to take apart. And then they were making so much sense, you know, and I just, I kept getting angry. And then when he said Rothbardian, I said, let me look up what that, and um, what that is. So I typed um, Rothbardian and then I saw Mary Rothbard and um, I started to watch some of his videos, but unfortunately the quality of the videos were a very, uh, these were videos shot in the, they're the old. 80s, the 70s. Yeah. yeah, they're old. So the sound, the audio, the sound, the video was terrible. And he, he doesn't have the most interesting voice. Or he didn't have the most interesting voice. Mario Rothbard, I mean. So um I I I, I was talking to Hannah Cox one day on which um, I, I was tweeting at her on um, on Twitter, and then I said, What would she recommend to me if um to a new libertarian? And then she recommended the law by Bassiat and Henry Hazlitt's. Um, economics in one lesson. Yes, and I read them, and I was a libertarian like that. You know, yes. so Dave Smith, Dave, Dave Smith led me to Hannah Cox to libertarianism to Rothbard, and then um, you know how these things are—they recommend someone and um, someone to you, and then 
You know, I, I came across Hannah Cox, who I disagree with on a lot of issues right now, but um, she was pivotal in my journey as well. So when she recommended Hazlitt and Bastiat, I I, I, I remembered listening to um, um, to Hazlitt that night and um, the audiobook Economics in One Lesson. And I was like, this guy is a god. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was, I was, I was. I was like, everything he's saying is correct. And then in the introduction, he 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 attributed his work to Mises. So then that led me back to Mises. And then I started to look into Rothbard. And when I read Rothbard, my which mind, one? Which one by what Rothbard did you read? Um, the case against the Fed was the first. Yes, that was <laughs> the first. To read that again pretty soon. I, I think I, I must have read it three times. So that was the book I gave out at my first seminar. Um, the case against the Fed to the students of the at the university I spoke to. So um, then um, what has government done to our money, man, economy, and state, which is um, more difficult to read than all the others. But yes. So so I so I just had to jump into Hopper and Hans Senholz and Joe Salerno and Robert Murphy. I'm currently reading um, Understanding Money Mechanics. I started, but I had to stop because um, of some other things I'm working on right now. But I'm going to go back to it. So I I just started consuming um, the libertarian literature, Austrian libertarian literature. And then all of a sudden, people like Hayek and Soul and Friedman, who I love, who I respect, they started to seem a bit milk toast, you know, compared to um, Mises and Rothbard. You know? Mises so, and I mean, Rothbard I, are gods. When it comes to Austrian <laughs> economics, like, okay. They really are. I'm, I'm, I'm a Rothbardian. I love Murray Rothbard. He is, he is the epitome of freedom. He is the epitome of learning when it comes to learning Austrian economics or yes. anarchist libertarianism, whatever you want to call yes. it. Yes. They are amazing. The theory of yes. money credit by Ludwig von Mises is the, the best book on money book about money ever written. Ever. I, I agree with you 100%. Murray Rothbard said that. He, he what? Murray Rothbard yeah, yeah, yeah. calls that. That book, yeah, the yeah, greatest book about yeah. money ever written. Now, let me ask you something. Now, yeah. you're reading all those books. Was it hard to attain those books in Nigeria? Was oh, no, um, um, no I, I didn't buy any of them. Um, um, the Mises Institute has free copies of those books. You can download free PDFs and um, audio books. So I just downloaded them. You can't get any of them here. You, you cannot get Thomas Sowell here. You can't get Thomas. So you can't get Milton Friedman here. Right. You know, you can get Paul Krugman here. Imagine that. You know, but you can't get um Tom Thomas Sowell. You can't get Thomas Sowell here. So everything I got, I got um online. So I've just been. So I have like a digital library. You okay. know, and then the Mises Institute. I've been I've been speaking with their people. I'm going on to Bishop's um show on mm -hmm. Thursday. Nice. You know, just um oh no no tomorrow actually he moved it up it's tomorrow so um. They, the Mises Institute, they've been really helpful. They gave me um, permission to um, reprint some of their books here and distribute. Okay. So I can just um, take them to the, because I tried to order them for the last seminar. And then when I spoke with the guy at the library at Mises and we did the numbers, um, I wasn't going to be able to afford that. Right. So um, he, so he gave me an alternative that I could, I could print some of them. And then fortunately the books by, Rothbard and Mises, you you're allowed to print those. Okay. Sadly, I can't. Sadly, I can't. I don't have rights to print um, economics in one lesson, which is what I would have loved to give people. 
you know. Um, but at least Mary's books, I can the small ones, I can print them here. Um, fairly um, decent quality and distribute. So you know, yeah. Murray Rothbard's Anatomy of the State is a very uh, short book that somebody could read in an afternoon, yeah. and that's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I own a physical copy of it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big bookworm. You know that from Twitter, you know, with the Liberty yeah. Book Club and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, has it, how has your been, re, how has your response been? Because you have actually done speeches in front of students. Yes. Universities yes. and secondary schools. How is No, I haven't done, I haven't done secondary schools yet. Just universities. Okay. But how is yeah. how is your response been though in those speeches? Because you put on some very good speeches. I've watched them. Thank you, thank you. Um, so how how do I say this? It 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 sounds almost like Greek to them, like I'm speaking another language, you know. But it's a language they understand. So the economics they are used to is. Um, economics of mathematics, all the econometrics and all that stuff, you know, um, all that. They, they don't even understand the stuff themselves. They don't, right? I, I I passed my exams in school, but I didn't really understand. And they didn't make any real life sense. Right. Know? So, so, but when I, when I spoke to them, when I speak to them about um, Austrian economics, I'm not using any of those technical terms. You know, it's just logic. It's just it's just simple words. So they understand what I'm saying, but they've never heard anything um, like it before. So I was breaking down um, the the um, the evolution of money, the, the origin of money theory that Kalmenga put forth to one of the students at a university here, you know, and he 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 almost lost his mind. He just kept we, we were at an ice cream um, shop. Um, I took him out. We went to get some ice cream. Um, I, I wanted to introduce him to to um, my program, so he would talk to his students for me. So took him. So it's not like we're on a date or something. So, so, so I took him to the ice cream shop, and then the guy just he got up and put his hands on his head. People can be very dramatic here, you know. His mind was literally blown when I spoke to him about that basic stuff, you know. Then I started to talk to him about um. I was basically trying to summarize the theory of money and credit by Mises to him. And he 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 lost his mind, you know, and then he was like, he needs to talk to um his fellow um students about this. So when 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 they, they eventually gathered and then I spoke to them, they were they were in awe. They were in awe, you know. So I just have to keep I I, I have to keep going back and um doing and doing and doing it over and over again to make sure. It's it's it sticks. I've seen some of them start to have doubts, you know, because I'm not following up. I'm not following up. So I, I'm I've seen some of them start to have doubts. You know, they are beginning to question. But um, we have we have like a group we created online where um on on WhatsApp where we I, I talk to them. So the questions they throw back at me, but it's good. It, it shows that they're thinking, right? They're not just right, swallowing right, everything right. I'm saying. Yeah, so some of them are actually thinking. Some of them just trust me. So they're like, we like this guy. So what he's saying is correct, and which which is good if what you're telling the people is correct, right? But um, some of them are actually questioning. It's it's all good. So I've had so I had, I've had people call me, right? Um, send me messages, um, saying a friend of mine, I'm 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 from another state. A friend of mine sent me 
um, told me what you guys discussed at your seminar and um, we're interested in having you over at our place here, you know. So mm. I so since I can't reach them right now, I just added them to the group, you know, and then we talk about these things. Yeah. And yeah. So now what is the current economic system in Nigeria right now? Are they a Keynesian? Are they they're are they Austrians? No, they're not. They are Keynesians. Um, so everything here is left-wing economics. So we have um, from the Keynesian, the name is actually pronounced Keynesians. So I use, okay. um, yeah, Maynard Keynes. So it was one of the first things they taught us in school, how to pronounce his name. And I checked, it's not a Nigerian pronunciation. That's how it's actually pronounced, Keynes. So it's Keynesian. So um, so everything we have, we're taught here is, um, it's, it's the same thing they teach you guys. They teach economic students in the US. It's the same curriculum all over the world. So it's Keynesian, um, or let, let me call it neoclassical economics, which is also a fusion of rubbish. You know, Ke right, a little right. Keynesian here, a little Adam Smith here. I mean, so nothing Austrian, nothing Austrian. They don't teach anything Austrian. Now, um, they teach um, the, 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 they play with the idea of the marginal revolution that Carmenga started, right? They they touch it in um beginner in in um, in beginners microeconomics. They they teach it, so sorry, intermediate. It's not in, in beginners. Intermediate. They teach um a little bit about um um marginal utility and all that stuff, but they don't teach it from Carmenga's perspective. They teach it from the perspective of um Jevons and Varos. Who are also um they are also um a part of the marginal revolution, but they had this problem of rather than rank um um uh, what's the word rather than so oh help me so help me God so rather than they attributed um um values to utility right so that there's something they call a util you know one util of satisfaction two utils of satisfaction. So that's so they, they they came up with the subjective value theory, but unlike Menga that ranked um um he, he said he said utility cannot be quantified, it can only be ranked, but those guys actually quantified it. So they now have you solving um mathematical equations to determine utility, marginal utility and total utility, and all that stuff, which is absolute rubbish. It's absolute nonsense. So the only thing they sort of get right in the, and this is global, it's not just a Nigerian thing. The only thing they get right in um, economics, the, 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 let me just call it the marginal revolution. The only thing they get right, they didn't get it properly right. I don't know if that's the- Right, right. You know. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Now- Okay. Here, here's the thing about between the Keynesian and the and the Austrian economist, um, which is which boggles my mind that people buy into the the Keynese ways because mm. the Keynesian economics system is based off of debt. Like you go into debt and pay out of yeah. your life. That is what. Yeah. The current U.S. system is. That's what you're doing in Nigeria, apparently. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And, and so when it comes to Austrian economics, you know, it's based off of savings and assets. And so it's almost like a no brainer to be like, OK, maybe the Austrians are onto something 
because they're 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 basing their economic system off of savings and assets rather than fucking debt and and you can acquire and, and the big difference is between the two is it's hard to acquire savings and debt you actually have to or i'm sorry savings and assets savings and assets yeah savings yeah. and assets you actually have to put the work in to have savings and assets yes to where you don't have to do a fucking thing to create debt. All you got to do is fill out some paperwork and have a decent credit score. And by decent, yeah. it's minuscule decent. They'll give you money. They'll give you a credit card or a loan with an astronomical interest rate that you'll never be able to pay out of, right? Yeah. That you will be paying for for the rest of your life whether it's your home or your vehicles or or whatever you have to take out on loan and not to say like you can't you shouldn't be able to take things out on loan we have to in this day and age there's certain things you have to buy on loans nobody's going to be able to afford a car and unless it's like an el cheapo you know crapper that you drive around or nobody's going to be able to buy a house without a loan you have to take loans out for certain things now it's the way they have it worked yeah yeah um at this seminar i was talking to the students about how when i was growing up our parents were so it's not like things were so great back then but um things weren't as bad you know so um the the central bank used to be a, a lot more conservative when i was growing up so my parents bought houses they didn't have to they could save and buy um houses save and buy cars right Mm -hmm. um, today you can't do that nope. you can't do that you need to make you need to make a whole a whole lot of money and there is literally no way no way a regular Joe can make that the, the kind of money required to buy a house so you have to um, take out a mortgage mortgages were not a thing when I was growing up they were not a thing here when I was growing I mean in the 90s mortgages were not a thing in Nigeria right just I mean, but today, everywhere, every everywhere to take out to, to, to buy a small house, you need to take out a mortgage. You know, we didn't have the kind of debt system that you guys have over there. You guys can afford to um have to because you, you export your debt, right? The US can export the dollar out to other countries in in exchange for stuff. Well, we can't do that here. We our, our currency um like nobody wants the Nigerian Naira, right? Nobody wants Naira. And so you guys, everybody wants the dollar. So um, our demand for the dollar is keeping it propped up, so to speak. But uh, we can't do the same kind of thing that you guys um, do there. But it, then, how, how do I say this? Our our central bankers back then, they knew this. Um, nobody wants the Naira, so you can't just print it and, you know, just right, right. give it out like that. But um, in the past, maybe 20, let me say 15 years, um, our central bank, they, 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 let me say they didn't learn from their predecessors and they just print and print and print and print and print. And the currency is losing its value every, every literally every day. Every day, the the the, the is losing its its, its 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 value. There was a there was a biscuit I used to buy as a kid, um, for a hundred naira, which um, 
What would that translate to in American dollars? And then, then a hundred naira was maybe like a dollar at the time. Okay. Yes. Um. Today, a dollar is eight hundred naira. The same one dollar. Okay. And now this is a a dollar that has lost value. So this is not like um the dollar of the nineteen nineties, right? So this is I... a depreciated dollar, and um it's still eight hundred um naira to one dollar here. So this biscuit we used to buy it at a hundred naira when I, in the 90s right the same biscuit is 8600 today wow the same biscuit is 8600 today you know uh, now, so everything how, are you are you calling it naira am i saying that right naira naira n a i r a okay naira now yeah. now yeah. okay let so me it's it's, it's very terrible let me ask you this so real quick. Yeah, how okay. many to have a decent job, let's not call it a good job, but a job yeah. to where you're comfortable, how many Naira is needed per hour to make that work? So um we we don't we don't we don't work per hour here. You just work and then they pay you at the end of the month. That's so how it works. Salary. Too. Okay, so what's your salary yeah, yeah, yeah. per month on a decent job? And then translate it to dollars if you could. This is very, very hard to, and because they're different worlds, you know, things are very different here. Right, so I'm, right, I'm right. Trying to think of. So let's say, what's a good monthly Nara that would get you by and be able to have a comfortable life? Not a great life, but a comfortable life. Like, what would be your monthly Nara for that? A comfortable life, three hundred thousand a month. Okay, three hundred thousand a month. Now, how um, many jobs are offering that over there right now? I would say less than ten percent of the um, jobs in the country are offering that. Oh my god! Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. So you're I, not I had to... games when you're talking about poverty in your country, then. Sorry, say that again. I didn't catch that. You're not playing games when you're talking about poverty in your country. Though. No, no, no. We are very extremely poor here. Wow. Okay. Yeah, now, so... Um, now, sorry. that being said... Um, gosh, what's a good way to ask this? What are people doing to get by then? I guess that's the easiest way to ask. What are people doing to get by? Is it very crime-ridden? Or is it very organized crime? Or is it just like, is there a lot of gangs? Or like, how, how are people living if if the poverty rate is so bad? I, well, I honestly don't know how to answer this question. Um, okay, so let, 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 me, let me try. Okay. Um, how are people getting by here? I, so for myself, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just for myself. I'm not a wealthy person. I, I can't say how much I earn here. You know, not on, I, I mean, I can talk to you about it. No, no, no. It's none of my business either. I'm just asking. Yeah. yeah. So for my, I, I don't earn the 300,000 a month here. I don't. I earn less than that, you know, from my, um, my actual job. Right. I, I earn less, less than that. So, um, so, but for someone like myself, I think it's just, um, it's wise spending. Let me put it that way. 
Okay. You know, try, we, tr- I mean, the country has taught us to live within our means or less than our means. Let me put it that way. But apart from that, so now that that's, that's what pretty much what everybody's doing, but some people can't live that kind of life. So they've resorted to crime. So now let me, let me tell you a couple of interesting things. Um, yeah, your, your listeners are your listeners are in for a treat. I love interesting so, things. Please tell. <laughs> okay, so I'll I'll start from the I'll start from the um the small ones to the weighty ones. So of course there's a lot of theft here, right? Theft, robberies, and all that stuff. It's um it's pretty normal here. Like people steal stuff. Uh, m- my car was broken into um a couple of months ago, and my laptop was stolen i mean i've lost sorry let me i i I need to count um i've lost two laptops and three phones in the past maybe 12 or 24 months you know because of theft my car was broken into you know um it's that kind of thing is pretty normal you know so you have people driving on the road in, in in traffic and then people walk up to them with guns and they're like bring your it doesn't happen where this one this type doesn't happen where I live. It happens in Lagos. Lagos is like the New York of Nigeria. You know, it's okay. yeah. So it's like the activity, the business center of Nigeria. So it's like New York, California. It's um, all, all the entertainment is also there. All the debauchery is also there. So so this happened in Lagos. Happens in Lagos. People are in traffic, and somebody just taps your window with a stick or um, a knife or a gun, and tells you to you know, fork over all your money and your laptops and your phones and everything. So that is pretty standard in Lagos. You know, here in, in the capital, it's more they break into your house or break into your car while you're not there, you know. Um, so there's a lot of that. Um, there's a lot of that going on, right? So um, so I, now I'm speaking for, um, when, I, when I was speaking of how we get by, I, I, I'm speaking for, should I say the middle class, the educated population. We have a large uneducated population here. So those guys, they just farm and eat what they grow on their farms. You know, okay. it, 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 it's not, it's not as cool as you think. Like, it's not like they have cattle and they have fresh vegetables. It's just maybe yams and cassava and just starchy foods, basically just to fill their tummies. It's not, okay. so don't, it's not glamorous at all. Right. You know, when, when, yeah, when you hear people are farming and eating off the living of the land, sometimes um, some of us like to glamorize that lifestyle now, but it's not the same here, you know, so um, right. it's terrible. That kind of lifestyle is very terrible here. Doesn't sound um, good. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not at all. So, so, but, so yeah, so back to what I was saying. So there are a lot of robberies, a whole lot of robberies during the COVID-19 um, lockdown period. There was this thing where, um, um, gangs would send letters to an area, right? And they say, we're coming um, tonight at 9 p.m. Don't resist us. Um, just give us your phones, your money, your everything, you know? And you would go to the police. This, again, happened in Lagos. You would go to the police and uh, they sent us a letter. The police would be like, we can't do anything about it. And then they'll actually come, rob, and leave. Wow. You know, so, yeah. I mean, they tell you they're coming. They tell you that they're coming. Now, I I want you to, um, so I'll do this, right? After, um, when you post this, I would 
when people react and um, my people react to what I'm saying, I'll, I'll tweet it at you to see people are going to hate me for what I'm saying, you know, because I'm exposing the country, you know, that's, that's the kind of mindset some people here have anyway. So, um, there's more to come. This is just, this is child's play, you know, the robberies. So, um, we also have, um, kidnappings. That's like the most lucrative business in Nigeria now. And people are kidnapped. I kid you not. I kid you not. There is no month. There is there is no month that people don't get kidnapped. Just um right down the road from my house. Like if you literally a stone throw away from my house, a a a man was kidnapped. You know? Wow. I now, are you yeah. guys allowed to have guns there? Like, are you allowed? No, to we're not. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. Which is something that um we, oh, is, is part shit. of my advocacy, but I have to be careful talking about that one for now. Well, um, yeah, it's part of my yeah, it's part of my <laughs> advocacy, but you know, I have to be careful talking about. So we're not allowed to um, carry guns. So someone just down the road from my house was kidnapped, you know, um, and before that, um, on another street, a couple of people were kidnapped. It's very normal. They just walk into an um, an area and just shoot up the place and take people, and um, you have to. And pay them money. Now, how are the bad guys getting guns when you aren't allowed to have guns? I, I what, what we were told is that if you if if you ban guns, then there'll be no gun crime. Apparently, they were wrong. Interesting. So, Americans, and then I, I hang on a second, Americans. If you're listening to this right now, you need to listen listen very closely to what my man Econ is saying right now. Very closely. It, 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 it's 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 very ridiculous they don't let the people so so i don't want to get upset so um before we before we um you started recording i was talking to you um about the um the those cattle um rarers the the nomads yeah. from the yeah. north who take their cattle about and they have guns right so these these people go from and village to village, looting, pillaging, raping. If you see the images that come out of these places that they raid, as I said, there is um, some kind of ethnic, ethno-religious cleansing that's going on in the northern part of the country where these, um, um, so they are called Fulani, the, the tribe, they are called Fulani. You have them scattered all over um, um, northern Africa, sub-Saharan Africa, you have them scattered all over. They are nomads. They just go from place to place. But then the ones in my country, um, they have guns. Let me just leave it at that. Gotcha. Can't say too much. Yeah. They have guns. Um, some so say what you're saying is that they've disarmed the populace who are law yes. citizens. Yes. But criminals still get their hands on guns to take advantage yes. of people like you. Yes. Listen yes. up, America. Listen to that real close right now. Wow. That's that's insanity. So you, you have, unless yeah, so, you go so, into the black market somewhere, you don't get to have a gun. No, you don't. Um, you can't. And if you are caught with a gun... It's probably one of the worst things. I mean, I don't, I don't know which is worse, being a counterfeiter or and being caught with a gun. Here, it's, it's a very, very serious offense to be caught with a gun. Here, so, um, 
Um, so these these um, these militants they go from village to village, murdering people, murdering people, chasing them out. It's 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 very very um, gory. So now then these same guys they turn to kidnapping. So last year something something fantastic happened. So we have this um, beat up train that um, that goes from I think one state to another, whatever. You know, I've never used the train before. I'm not a fan of public transport. So I'd rather drive to that state myself, which is, 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 is it's unsafe to do that now because if you drive to that place, um, kidnappers would get you on the road. It's, yeah. So um, so these guys, they, they, I don't know how they blew the tracks, right? And then they derailed the train, got into the, um, the cars and shot up the train um, and kidnapped a lot of people, right? Kidnapped a lot of people. And then there was a girl who was shot, who survived. Um, she didn't die instantly. And then she started tweeting that um, the train was just um, hijacked by um, these um, Fulani militants or whatever. And she was tweeting for help. And then people were telling, calling her a bitch and saying um, she hates the government. Um, she hates northerners. She hates this and she hates that. That how can she be? How can she be saying she's shot? And then what she's doing is that she's tweeting. And then um, the following day, everyone found out it was true. The girl was found dead, you know, in the middle of um, the forest where the train wow. passes through. Very very tragic um, story. So the people who were kidnapped, um, the government had to pay to bail some of them out. Or if not all of them, I don't know. So like I, my friend, I have a personal friend, a, someone I know personally. Um, her father was traveling and then he was kidnapped, right? And um, they called the family to pay ransom and they paid the ransom and they killed the guy regardless. After they paid the money. Wow. Someone I know personally. Yeah. So this is not like a friend of a friend, a personal friend. Her father is late today because... Of, of this kind of so kidnapping is 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 a very very big very very big business here now um let me tell you something very very frightening very disgusting that just um, recently uh, made a resurgence here um so we have ritual killings here and people are very superstitious and they believe in um voodoo kind of stuff here so um, and if you have the stomach for it, I, I could search for the videos and send them to you. Um, you have young boys, some of them teenagers, that they go to um, witch doctors who promise them um, money and fame if they can bring maybe the head of a child or the heart of a virgin or some ridiculous nonsense. And some of these boys, actually, as I said, if you have the stomach for it, I could look for the videos. I don't keep them because it's very gory stuff, very grotesque. I don't I need look to for see them that and send them to you. I will definitely take your word for it. Holy shit. Um, so you see, you see um, boys. Uh, there was one I saw, two 10-year-old boys. 10-year-old boys killed a 14-year-old girl or something and took her body parts to a witch dog. 10-year-old boys. 10 year old so you have um these ritual killings now growing up in the 80s and 90s i used to hear stories about ritual killings a whole lot it was nigeria is a very very superstitious um society but those things sort of 
um, disappeared in the 2000s, right? We stopped hearing about ritual killings. You would always see about one um, here and there, but it wasn't a thing. Right. So all of a sudden, last last year, it just made a comeback. Very frightening. So And now, because of social media, um, they commit these um, atrocious acts and then post videos online for people to see, right? Then there's this very, very sick, very sick thing that they do now where um, the, the witch doctors make them eat human filth, human feces. So there are actually, I'm not, so I'm not saying what I was told. I've watched several videos where young men would defecate on like a slice of bread and eat it because some witch doctor told them that doing that would would get them riches and then there was a guy that tried to kill his mother and then his mother um escaped and the police and she called the police the mother was she was she was bloodied i mean he had beaten her almost to death she put his mother not his stepmother not his um friend's mother his his biological mother he tried to kill her and then he was and she struggled and then eventually she escaped, called the police. The, the, the boy was, um, the young man was caught. So um, this thing, this ritual killing thing, before, um, in the 90s, when I used to hear of these rich cases of ritual killings, it used to be um, like elderly men, right? They would, um, they would, we had lots of movies about this kind of stuff. They would pay um, some mercenaries to, to kill young girls and maybe take out their breasts or their tongues or their hearts or whatever. And um, they use it for sacrifice. But now we have young boys as young as 10 years old trying to do these things. So everyone is, and then of course, of course you've heard of the, the Nigerians are very popular for internet scams, right? So even that has been dialed to 11 now because everyone is broke. Everyone, um, 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 everyone wants money. And by the way, I blame it on central banking. I'm currently working on an article um, that ties the moral decline of society to central banking. Because when money starts to lose its value, people do um, people do all they can to get as much money as possible, right? Well, yeah, and because it's, 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 desperate times call for desperate things. Desperate measures. That's yeah. just what yeah. it is. You know, yeah. it's, it's, so, not, it's not hard math or hard to figure out like when people are desperate they will do some serious desperate shit you see it in yeah. ghettos now like here in america where where like you know people will live in ghettos per se are some very yeah. poor neighborhoods you know not necessarily to that magnitude but crime is like skyrocketed yeah. And, yeah. Murder and rape and kidnappings yeah. and decapitation yeah, or whatever it may be I've seen the reports. I've I've seen many of them. Some very very horrific. We have all that going on here. So, again, so um, one thing I'm I'm trying to as I said, I'm writing an article to explain this um how central banking is actually responsible for this um, moral decline in all societies. So one thing I want to be careful um in doing in the article is not to put the entire blame on on central banking. But central banking is just a catalyst that has, should I say, sped it up or whatever. Anyway, I, I, I'll, I'll send you a link when I'm done writing it. Absolutely, um, please. Yeah, yeah. So I, I looked into it. No one has actually done. The closest anyone has done to that is, um, I don't know if you know York, York Guido Holzman. He's one of these Mises guys. So he did. Um, he wrote a book called The Ethics of Money Production. And then in one of the chapters, he spoke about the consequences of fiat um, money. 
you know, so he, he he wrote basically the cultural consequences rather of fiat money. So that's the closest anyone has done to um to what I want to do. So so in a manner of speaking, what I want to do is 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 kind of new. You know, I'm building off Guido's work to yeah, so yeah. It's not like I'm some super genius or anything, but you know, just well, you know, in and I don't want to end the show on a bad note. So I want to talk about some happy stuff, you know, to to to, to close things out. You know what I mean? Because we yeah. can't black pill people all the time. And it's something that, you know, that kind of happens, you know, in podcasts and media in general, you know. But, yeah. but, you know, you are doing something over there that is absolutely unheard of. You're, you're bringing the message of liberty, uh, financial freedom to people that don't understand what it is. So that's huge. Now, you know, let me ask you this. What, what drives you to do what you do, knowing what the outcome could be for yourself? Well, um, someday I'm going to have lots of children, hopefully by God's grace. And I don't care much for myself personally. Anyone who really knows me knows this. I'm more concerned about my family, people around me, my friends. I I don't say this to sound like a hero, but it's just, it's literally how I'm wired. Even when I was in school, I was involved in activism and, and it was always, I was always fighting for other people's causes. So and then what 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 better cause to fight for than family, than friends, than loved ones, right? So I see things going terribly wrong in, in this part of the world. And I know I can do something about it. I know I can do something about it. I've been waiting for um, economists or someone to speak out and say, this is what the problem is. This is how to solve it. But unfortunately, we we all our economists and our superstars both um um, in mainstream and on Twitter, and they are all Keynesians, they're all socialists. So they just, they keep offering more of the same. And then when things go bad, they 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 wonder why things went bad, right? So I have, there is a serious problem here. By God's grace, I have the solution. I know how to fix these problems, right? So I decided I wouldn't just sit down and watch um, my, my society burn. There is something happening in Nigeria now where young people are fleeing. They are leaving to Canada and the US, the UK, all, all over the world. People are, Nigerians are traveling out. They're leaving the country. There, there's actually a name for it. Now it's called Jakpa. You know, it's a, it's a local, um, it's, it's a word in one of the languages, which means to run. So people are, it's a thing now. People are fleeing Nigeria in droves. Hundreds of thousands of people are leaving here, right? And it's mostly young people. So if we, if everyone leaves, then nothing is going to get better. Nope. Nothing is going to get better. So um, I feel, I I know, I, it's not a matter of feel. I, I've studied, I've, I've been doing this for years now, and I know that I have answers to these questions. And I've actually gone out, I've spoken to um, presidential candidates, as small as I am, um, or at least I've reached out to people in their camps. And I'm 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 convinced that these people don't know and these things everyone says they know them they are just greedy they are just wicked old politicians 
But when I talk to them, when I talk to their economic advisors, when I see people on Twitter, the big shots here on Twitter, when I talk with them, um, when I argue with them, it's obvious that they don't know what you and I, the beliefs we share, they don't understand any of these things. So it's not like they are evil and corrupt people per se. That's literally all they know. So I decided I wasn't going to sit down and do something about it. So what I did last, um, sorry, early this year, actually began last year, was I started to reach out to politicians, right? Trying to get into campaigns. I'm not political here. Like there's no, um, I'm not partisan rather. There's no party I support or anything of the sort. So I just reached out to as many people as I could, talking to them, telling them, look, this, what you're seeing here, this is where it will fail. This one will not work for this and this and that reason. And maybe because of nepotism or um, whatever the case, I got rejected by many of those people. Many of them I sat with, discussed with them, and they said, young man, you are brilliant. We understand this thing you are saying actually makes sense, but we will not take you to the big guy for so-and-so reason. I'm not going to, I, I, I could tell you about that. Um, right, offline, right. Not here. Yeah. So they would not take me to the main um, um the main guy, the presidential candidate, the gubernatorial candidate, they won't take me to any of those people. So then I decided to start my Twitter, right? Try to reach out to people on Twitter. And I found out that the people on Twitter in my country, they were more interested. It's the same everywhere. I've, I've noticed it with, I've interacted with a couple of um, big content creators, conservatives and libertarians over there. It's the same thing. They just want to self-promote. Right. They want to self-promote. Yeah, no, many of them, the ones I've encountered, they're not interested in change. They just want to be popular. And be, I've noticed when we meet, we'll talk about these things. Um, I met with, I don't know if you know Zuby. I know Zuby. I mean, I don't yeah, know Zuby, but I know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, He's Nigerian. You, you know that he's Nigerian. I did not know that. I just thought he was a, a black man in, in Europe or in, in uh, the no. States. So yeah, yeah. I didn't he's, know he was happened to be Nigerian. You know, He is Nigerian. He was here um, a couple of months ago. We met. We had a very, very interesting conversation. And I told him what I just told you now. I interacted with some people. They are not actually interested in uh, in making any change. They just want to, whatever. Anyway, so- Likes and um, likes, you know, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. So um, so it's the same here. All our our influencers, our um, big shots on Twitter, they just, they don't want to, I've called all of them out. I pointed out the flaws in their arguments. No one has been able to say this is where you are wrong. Not no none of them has been able to. Um, um we, on the Austrian side, by God's grace, we get things right, right? So we know how to take apart the arguments of others, but they don't have anything to say for us. So um it, it is clear to them that what I'm saying is correct. But rather than say, okay, how how do we move forward? They keep pushing their um um narrative that I've debunked many, many times. So I, I I found out this isn't working either. So I said I was going to take the fight to the people, you know, rather than try to reach politicians and try a top-down approach or go, go on Twitter. I said, I'm going to take it to actual people. And that was what um, I have. I have a lot of good friends in the West. Um, 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 I want to shout out my buddy, Nate. Um, he, he has been very, very good to me. Um, um, my uncle Mike. Um, I'll I, I, when this when this episode is out, I'll, I'll when you post, I'll, I'll tweet at them. I'll put their handles. These men have been Patrick Kirby, Yuri Bezmanov's ghost. These Patrick Kirby you... is great. I've actually had Patrick on my show. Um, 
he is a gem in the Liberty movement. He really he is. is full of wisdom. He's been around for a long time. He's a little bit older. The yeah, guy yeah, just yeah. gets it. And I appreciate the fuck out of him because he is <laughs> yeah. so awesome. Yeah. He, 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 he helped me. He was the one who set up the meeting with Zuby. You know, he, he okay. went into Zuby's DMs. Apparently they know each other. So he, he spoke to Zuby. One of your people is, um, you know, so he, he set it up. So there are a couple of guys like that. that so Bishop of the Mises Institute. There are a couple of guys that have been very good to me. Yourself, Infinite, um, um, Zeal. Zeal, man, my my my, uh, my yeah. sponsor here with, you know, I yeah. wear his hat. Oh, that's his merch. Oh, oh, yeah, this cool. is his merch, man. The Infinite Zeal Syndicate. Let's give him a shout I out. I didn't know right he... Now, he sponsors this show. He helps pay the bills, man. I love that guy. He is that's, a that's... Uh, a very a very well minded, liberty minded fella who just wants to pass along a message. He doesn't want to just shit post like a lot of us do, or like yeah. you know, cyber bully government, which you know we all do or whatever. But like, yeah, just really wants to bring a message. And so I appreciate him too, you know, just like I do. Patrick. He's a very stand-up guy. He's a stand-up guy. He has helped me um, on more than one occasion. Um, so, so I've had people help me, and then, um, so, I, so as I said, I decided to take um, the fights to the people. So try, I, I want to try to educate as many people as I can, and. I, I don't I don't plan to do this for forever. You know, I, I as I said, I'm a I'm a um, a part-time minister of the gospel in addition to um other things I do um here and there. So I want to do this and focus on my my real calling, which is the gospel, you know. So I I I don't have more than five years, maybe 10 years to do this. I want to train young people, the next generation of um voters of politicians in Nigeria, teach them Austro-Libertarianism, ideas that actually work, get them to be uncompromising um, and, you know, see what happens. If we can educate, if we can educate a million Nigerians in the ways of, and, and so far I've touched um, about a hundred people. I've That's touched about a hundred people. That is a who, great start. Yeah. And I've only been at it for a couple of months, you know, um, since I actually started going out to meet people. So I have like a hundred people that have almost a hundred that believe in what I'm saying and want to learn more. And apart from, I mean, there are still people waiting to hear that I've never spoken to before. So I want to take this message um, all across Nigeria, reaching out to young people. So, I, so please bear with me. Let me just um, sell this a bit. So there's something called the impemba. There's something called the impemba effect, right? It's a scientific, um, it's 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 the name given to a phenomenon that scientists have have observed. Um, if you have boiling hot water, and then you have um, um, you have um regular room temperature water, it takes the 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 boiling water freezes much faster than the water at room temperature. Right, it, it it seems crazy. Why 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 won't um the water that's at room temperature freeze faster? So, um they don't really they don't really know why exactly. There are various theories explaining it, but I noticed something. So I actually observed um the thing myself of hot water getting freezing faster than room temperature water. So I started to look it up, and then I found out it was actually a thing. It's called the Impemba effect. 
So, um, so I, I sort of I believe that Nigeria is like a a kettle of boiling water, right? We are all extreme to the left. America is like room temperature water. You have like half right, half left, or half socialist and half capitalist. You know, America is like a mix of ideas. So there's this, um, you know, sometimes America swings, Republican swings, um, 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 Democrat, you guys have that. In Nigeria, we are all Democrats. We are all Democrats and left of, you know, the Democrats. So right. I feel just like the hot water freezing faster than the room temperature water. I feel, I believe that because of the, um, because of the entire countries in one on one extreme side of the economic and political spectrum, I feel it would be much easier to get them to the other side, get them to freeze than it would be in your side of the world because there is pushback. It's it's almost I don't know if it, it, it I don't know if it makes sense to you, but I've actually seen it happen. Um, young people here, they all know one thing, socialism, Keynesianism, it's the same thing everyone knows, right? So you come with an entirely different idea. They, 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 they're hungry for new ideas. So they just take it like that. So I say, put me in front of anybody, right? In front of any Nigerian, put me in front of any Nigerian face to face, and I will convince him. That's the guarantee I give people. And I tried it at my seminar stood in front of people, spoke to them, and I convinced all of them, you know. So that, 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 I, I want to keep doing that. And yeah, so. And, and don't stop doing that. Please keep preaching the message of liberty to where you are, because we need it everywhere. We don't just need it here in the United States. You know, we need it in Nigeria, we need it in South Africa, we need it in Egypt, we need it in Iraq, we need it in Iran, we need it in China, we need it in Vietnam, we need it in India, we need it everywhere. We need liberty everywhere. to take over. We really do. Otherwise, us as a society around the world are going to be in really bad shape. It's yeah. not going to get better, it's going to get worse. And this is why, and I think I'm going to call this show, Learn Austrian Economics. Yeah. I'm going to call yes. this show, Learn Austrian Economics with Econ Bro, because it's something that is imperative to society around the world, not just in this country or that country. We need to take the bull by the horns and take control of our money and our livelihoods and the Austrian way is the only way. Yes, I agree. 100%. It's not going to work otherwise. We're going to, it's it's going to be more power for them, more money for them, less power for us, less money for us. It, it's not hard math. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's imperative. Like who are like, when it comes to Austrian economists, who's your three favorites right now, right off the rip before we go. Um, do you mean of all time or of all time? Who's your favorite three oh. Austrian economists right now? Rothbard always comes first. Amen. Rothbard comes first. Um, Hopper is a close second. I love okay. Hans Hermann Hopper. Okay. And I'm torn between Mises and Hazlitt because Mises is the the goat. He's the he's the he's the father of of our movement. You know, 
you know, like he's the father of our movement. So I'm torn between Mises and 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 and, and, and why why Hazlitt is because as I said, reading Hazlitt, Hazlitt was what blew my mind and made well, me switch. Hazlitt breaks it down for you. Yeah. Very simple. Like it's just like it's very yes. it's very black and white. There's no gray. Yes. You know, yeah. where Mises is a little bit harder to understand, you know, because it's in such old terms. You know, yeah. especially for somebody who's not, you know, great on the English language in general. You know, yeah. it's kind of hard to get through. I get that. Yeah. I totally understand it. But yeah. like, if if you could really, if you're able to understand what he's speaking of in the old terms, Mises yeah. is great. Yeah. Mises, yeah. Like, like we both said, you know, the theory of money and credit is one of the greatest books of Best, money. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know, yeah. I actually, funny story about Zeal and I, you know, uh, I couldn't read the theory of money and credit. I got about through, I well, I could, but I got through about six chapters of it. The print mm. was so small and I wear glasses oh, okay. for reading oh, and okay. I couldn't get through it. It was just, the print was way too small for me. So I traded mm. books for uh, a Scott Horton book, Enough Already, which is about U.S. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I had Scott on my show, great conversation, uh, you know, but you know, that's how I ended up with that book is because I literally couldn't read the theory of money and credit. I had to get it on audio, which I don't mm. recommend that the audio version I got was a very, uh, not so good reader. I don't want to say anything. Yeah. Very monotonous. You know, they weren't, they weren't good readers, but you know, for me, um, yeah. definitely Rothbard, I'm a Rothbardian. Murray Rothbard, uh, I he, he paved the landscape of the Liberty movement that Ron Paul built on. And I'm a Rothbard yes. guy as well. Um, yeah. So it's Rothbard. But then I got to throw yeah. in Spooner. He's not an Austrian economist or economist. Yes, but he, yeah, yeah. But he's he's very uh, well versed in liberty. Liber and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So what? What? Well, then let me let me take that back. I'll leave Spooner out of this. Rothbard, <laughs> Mises, Hazlitt. Mm. Those All are, good choices. You know. All good. But like in in my in my like personal like you know I like to read their stuff, Rothbard, mm. Spooner, uh, Scott Horton. I love Scott Horton. No. He's, no. But okay. you know that's more foreign policy than Austrian econ economy. It, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But he is part of the Mises Institute. He's a, he's a Mises it's, guy. And oh, okay. So I I didn't I didn't know that about Scott Scott Horton. Oh yeah, Scott Horton. Scott Horton is a big time Mises guy. Um, Antiwar.com. Okay. That's all Mises Institute stuff. Um, uh, it's, but he he focuses on anti-war, you know, and in, in foreign policy, which is a little yeah. bit outside of the economy. But they do go hand in hand. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Foreign yeah. policy yeah. and economy go together. They're like you know peas and carrots, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But you, John, yeah. thank you so much for your time. Thank you for telling. Thank you. You Thank are, you for having you me. You are a brave soul. You are definitely a brave soul for preaching the message that you are preaching, not only about Austrian e economy, but about the Lord, you know, where you're at. I, dude, you're doing great things over there. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. God bless you and God bless your audience. You know, and until next time, peace, love, and liberty, y'all. Be good.